And I'll ask our First Lady to get ready, and maybe we'll do a countdown from 10. So we'll go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Great. Have a good time tonight. And Kevin has forest underwear. And I, I, I don't have anything without Ryan Van Fleet, 2008 is approaching its ending, and we know it because Shawn Michaels and Jericho, I think, is over. That was the main event of No Mercy. You told me you didn't even watch that one, and that was my nap one. Damn, I was hoping you could fill in the blanks. I do seem to recall a picture of them holding the belt together, so I think they both won at the end. They both pull it down, they headbutt each other, and they both grab the belt. But let's start at the beginning, and we'll worry about the ending when it comes. Because Matt Hardy is a match, Fleeties. Matt Hardy opens the show again, and like I keep saying, this is a Road Warrior pop machine. We need to stop calling them Road Warrior pops. It's just, oh, he got a Matt Hardy pop tonight. Did you hear that out there? Like, it's, if it's a if like a dull crowd, those are the crowds that are Warrior pops. Because I love when Cornette's like, you never heard the, the Rock and Roll Express. No, Matt Hardy's getting fucking everybody off their seats. People love this guy. And uh, I love him, too. I like Tony Atlas with the sleeveless suit, too. What the fuck? Why is that not his gimmick today? Like, I was even during this match, I looked up how old Mark Henry was and Tony Atlas. And like, I don't know why, but I was like, we can do this now. We can do this again. (laughs) And I don't know why I thought it would have been a great idea. But since we're in Triple H's new era with new superstars, I'm calling for the return of Tony Atlas. It really is amazing to see. Uh, Matt Hardy go out there and redefine the Road Warrior pop and then have Tony Atlas go out there and get a Hardy show pop with Mark Henry. It's something special and it really explains the ending. This crowd knew they had Matt Hardy in the ring. They saw him with their eyes. They smelled him and they needed him to win. You could hear him. They, they react to this man. Mark Henry, we couldn't wait for him to lose. And I was shocked because Vleeties, at this time, we didn't have like the luxury of knowing about the hall of pain and liking mark henry like we just knew the world's strongest man the most useless wrestler on the roster since we'd been kids like that was what we thought of him as but now <laughs> since we've been kids now we're watching it knowing that he had a really good run that no one but danny richardson saw coming a few years later so i see that mark henry and when matt, Har- matt hardy beats that mark henry I'm impressed, ladies. He redefined the Hall of Pain, the Road Warrior Pop. Matt Hardy is our ECW champion, ladies. Yeah, he and this match was they put it together well. And I remember liking Mark Henry during this time as the heel that they that ECW championship was just an Intercontinental Championship at this point. And when he won it, I thought, okay, well, let's see what they do with this. And I liked this storyline. It really was. I, I know they fell into it on accident. Like, oh, well, Matt Hardy's on ECW. Now let's let him have the belt. 
but Henry in my mind, like this is very rewatchable. And as a, as an opening match, I, you almost wouldn't, if I told you now, like, Hey, uh, back then it was Matt Hardy versus Mark Henry to open the show for the ECW championship. It sounds like a big mistake, but I think it went really well and I really enjoyed it. For whatever reason, they didn't tell us the mobile voting on this match, but I assume we all knew Matt would win. And we cut to Jeff Hardy. I mean, uh, excuse me, Triple H and Jeff Hardy backstage with Eve. They're celebrating the Matt Hardy win. And Triple H is mobile voting at during the interview. And you can tell Jeff's a little offended by this. He's like, we're in the middle of a promo. You don't even have the... Uh, uh, you don't even give me the attention an opponent deserves. And Triple H says he voted for himself, but he's rooting for the best Jeff Hardy. He wants the best Jeff Hardy to show up tonight. So when he wins, he know he did, there's no excuses, Vladius. He doesn't want Victory Road 2011 to happen in 2008, basically. Well, and this was a perfect example of Victory Road 2011, Jeff Hardy cutting a promo. Like, he really was making me laugh with some of these things he was saying. I'm going to give you my all. Like, he really, he this was almost as cringeworthy as, like, creatures, mount up. Like, he was cutting 2012 Jeff Hardy TNA promos. Like, I would have preferred if he would have just went out there and said, Hardy's revenge. That's how all of his promos should go. And yeah, I, I like the character he was trying to be where, you know, you look at Triple H, his big, you know, tan meathead. And then you've got Jeff Hardy, who just got off his dirt bike. I, I liked the whole setup here. But yeah, come on, Jeff. I mean, what are you, 10 years into your career at this point? Still couldn't cut a promo? He's kind of figuring it out now in 2018. As long as there's pictures of himself behind him, he's cutting pretty decent promos. Ladies, my love woke up and sent me the nicest message. Should I tell her I've been crying all day on TWFS? You should. You should let her know, like, oh, my gosh, I've been in my head all day. All month in my head. I hate my head. We got to listen to one more Saves the Day song. He talks about burning the door in the back of his mind. Believe me, it's relevant, Felidis. Is it called I Hate My Head? Because you almost <laughs> said that, and I go, that is a great puddle of mud song, I feel. Wait till you see Jack's head. Between my head and Jess's head, we're going to come together and make head the MTV show into a baby. <laughs> but, Felidis, Triple H and Jeff Hardy were backstage with Eve. And then we cut to awesome. Beth Phoenix. Oh, coming out with Santino. Santino looking roll tight as fuck with Beth. These two are so good together. And they come out and they face Candace Michelle. Felidius, remind me, is Candace Michelle the fat girl that we saw at uh, the SummerSlam 2013 weekend at Wrestling for Careness? I don't like that you called her that, but no, she, she looked... <laughs> She was roll tied at some. No, she, she was so fat. She was the fat. She. How many kids did she have? Let's just. Well, hold on. Up. Okay. When we saw her at the wrestling event, yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit not roll tied, but when when I saw her with my good friend Danny Richardson at Mick Foley, uh, wow, we we so saw bad. them in the lobby at the Hollywood Improv. We were we were touching elbows with Lillian Garcia. Oh, ladies, my bad. I saw her in the ring under a spotlight, not in a lobby <laughs> of a hotel. Yeah, you know, I didn't. I, I saw her in the dark. We were ordering drinks together, and I was like, Candace Michelle, roll tied, Playboy Playmate. <laughs> Right here, bro. <laughs> yeah, a few more drinks and she's roll tied, I bet. I don't have blue ice martinis on this one. I didn't have enough blue mice blue ice martinis to know that Candace Michelle wasn't a big fat hog in 2013. And it was great too, because they showed up with a stand-up cardboard of her in shape, and she stood next to that. <laughs> Yeah, why would they do that? That's not fair. They were like, hey, you know what you're here to see? You're here to see this. And it's her like an 07, like fresh off winning the Diva Surge. Like this is this is her at her peak. And then there was no way because you could tell she's probably had some work. I don't want to talk about it. That's rude. Please, no. no, the only work she had done was by the drive through worker at McDonald's making her a fucking Big Mac. That's the work she had done for her. Here's that Big Mac you ordered. I worked hard on it. And she's so – she had a Big Mac attack, ladies. It's Roll. not her fault. 
Tied. 2018 <laughs> Candace Michelle is roll tied. No, go she, now. I haven't seen her, but I'm assuming she's just as good as the cardboard cutout that she wrote it on. Roll tsunami. Big she took yeah, roll tied because she cannonballed. <laughs> this isn't what this was supposed to be. <laughs> she cannonballed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ladies, you know what the problem is? I I used to go live three times a week, and that's why I wasn't depressed and crying to Jess all the time. We cut it down to once a week, and I can't survive. It's always my fault, ladies. We got to get you another me, and then once there's another me, you'll be able to get all that stuff out, because this video is going to be seen by like a million people, and they're going to be like, well, they think she's fat. It's like, no, I thought she was roll tied, but that, that uh, comment doesn't get as many likes you don't know how close you came to getting a, cr getting a crying fucking skype yesterday you lucky <laughs> fuck imagine that i almost skipped twfs today to be like hey vladius i'm glad you're here let's just talk personally i was gonna have a private chat with you and record it i've been having the worst month of my life and the love of my life doesn't give a shit but vladius beth phoenix is santino's love of his life and right. she destroyed candace and after that ladies we take a trip to the boiler room and we see kane and, oh, can you believe the words he said to Ray? He said, Ray, the, the facade that you call pride gets destroyed tonight. <gasps> Felitas, if anyone ever said that to me, I would be scared to death, especially if they're in a boiler room. And then Kane said, I'm going to unmask you tonight, Ray, in our mask match. And then I'm going to expose you for what you really are. It's the same thing all these people are. Monsters. Oh, Vladies, how great is it? The big red retard calling us retards. Only monster instead of retard. I like to say retard. What a great storyline, Vladies. If only the match could have been half as good, I would have still <laughs> loved it. It was brilliant. They did too well. It's new, no mercy, guys. Settle down. Yeah, they were wrestling. It was the Super Bowl out there. But no, it was. I like this promo. For some reason, when it was happening, I. I uh, when I heard it, I was like, is this what, what am I watching? I had a moment of 2018 popped into my head, but it looked like he was doing uh, speaking of the new raw doing those selfie promos that they were doing for a minute there <laughs> where the superstars were just holding like Braun Strowman just has his own phone like tonight. I'm going to beat up Rey Mysterio like it seemed like one of those promos and I liked it in this context so i like i like the build i like you said a good storyline the match i feel was really good it's just tough to do a match when uh call me an old school wrestling fan but or call me not a wrestling fan you have fucking 300 pound cane going up against my son ralph and I'm, it's supposed to be a believable match yes no ladies i understand what you're saying when it's cm punk you know your cousin cm punk some bad <laughs> punk. but when it's your son ralph and he's a luchador and he has such offense ray mysterio has always overcome the size difference and it's weird because if he was a little taller he probably wouldn't be able to the fact that he's so short makes him more believable to me that yeah of course he'd be so fast and the fastest of all time and he'd, he'd be able to beat these big guys through speed if he wasn't four eight and was like five five instead i would not take him seriously right and it wouldn't be as exciting and because here's this little guy doing all these amazing things but if seth rollins was wrestling a Rey mysterio style it just wouldn't work but no i enjoyed i enjoyed the backstage promo sean michaels was always a luchador you gotta study your wrestling like me you gotta oh, listen to yeah. more something to wrestle with and then you'll understand what jose lothario taught hbk he taught him textbook Rey mysterio yeah, and that Jose Lothario, he really um he really molded Shawn Michaels into the man that he is today. So I'm glad that that striker? luchador style comes into play. Are later you being Matt Striker right now? Where you're gonna dive into a big backstory. I'm going to. Jose well, I was, I was scamming the card and I go, 
when does Sean wrestle? When does Sean wrestle? I was like, ah, oh, he wrestles last. I was, because like, you know, he is trained by Jose Lothario, and he would make Sean climb ladders every hour on the hour just in case this match would ever happen. It's no wonder the ladder match became a signature. Ladies, <laughs> Kane versus Rey Mysterio was amazing. I love when Jerry Lawler said that the Aztecs became extinct. Is that true? Isn't does that mean humans are extinct? I don't know if that statement is technically true. And then Vladis Kane got DQ'd because he did a chair shot to Rey Mysterio, who jumped off the top rope out of the ring at him. And this was impressive. I didn't see the replay, but I watched it happen live, and in, in normal speed, it looked real. On the replay, did it still look real? Did you hit him in the head? It looked pretty damn good, yeah. I, I watched it, you know, super slow motion. It looked like he got him good, and then I always worry about now that I'm an old man, like, you get hit by the chair, fine. When you land on the ground, you're now going to be landing in, like, a really awkward, like, because you, you see these guys do suicide dives, and they're, like, ready to land a certain way. And then as soon as that, like, course gets altered a little bit, you, you are, you know, you're like a, a moving dart. And it's just you're going to land awkwardly no matter what. And I, I, I need to go back and watch Ray kind of eat shit at the end of that chair shot. Well, um, is let me know if your complaint's the same as mine. We almost have might have opposite feelings here because I'm, I'm equating what you're saying to when somebody goes to jump on a wrestler who's in the ring, they're laying down and they put their leg up and they jump into it. To me, it's just... Oh, like, I hate that. I, I meant like... I meant going to the outside of the ring. Like if you're going outside and then suddenly somebody moves or something, you you look like you're ready to land a certain way. Uh, but Wait, but it Bleedies, just, you, it's fake. They know they're going to move, so we planned it. They're going to land on their feet every time, right, if they're going to jump into a chair shot. Well, and that's what – with Ray, I don't think he did a very good job of that. So <laughs> I, don't think he, I don't think he does a good job of that. I don't think Chris Benoit does a good job. There's a great gif of him slamming his back into, an, into a fucking announce table. So sometimes these guys are like, okay, I'm going to do the move. And then I wonder if there's a little bit like, hey, we'll call it in the ring where I can imagine M MVP is about to eat a suicide dive. And he goes, all right, I'm going to move out of the way. And then like <laughs> – Fucking Benoit eats shit into a table. I'm starting to think you just think over-the-top rope moves are the real part of wrestling. It's so <laughs> real, bro. Do you think Sami Zayn's only real move is when he dives through the turnbuckle and DDTs someone outside the ring? Because, ladies, that's faker than the regular punch. Well, no, that move... So, okay, imagine that move. He's ready to grab you. Imagine if you just moved out of the way. But, so but now please, his head is going straight please. towards the mat. Moves are really done by the guy getting it. It's fake. You're talking about, like, I'm going to DDT you when you move. No, if I'm going to DDT you you're gonna catch me and make sure oh yeah but now here's the thing i'm not gonna catch you and now you're gonna land awkwardly or with a chair shot it's so unpredictable it's Who knows not though because ray knew it was coming He's i think you think ray mysterio is like hanging by wires like this is like uh crouching tiger and no, no matter ladies, how he gets hit he was prepared to land a certain way in wrestling those are the ones that die the ones that actually put wires on the one without the wires they make it through <laughs> i'm saying ray knows he's jumping into that chair and i'm saying you know that too and stop acting like you don't oh no i know he's jumping into a chair i just think his landing wasn't like you can't predict how you're gonna get hit by this chair <laughs> what are you talking about there's okay. a headshot or a back shot. okay now i heard it i heard how it sounded i mean like if you look at the impact of the chair and where his body was at in the air we're really breaking this shit down. He lands awkwardly. I'm just saying. I, I'm saying. I think Kane could have swung two seconds later and it would have been exactly the same. I don't think timing has anything to do with this. How spot. do you know it's going to be an over the head shot and not the new shots where they just kind of hit you in the gut? They talk first. What are you talking <laughs> Ladies, I'm not coming in from the crowd. Do you go, is that how specific they get when they're planning a match? All right, I'm going to hit you with a chair. When it's Whoa. the finish. Whoa, Glenn, Glenn, 
How are you going to hit me with the chair, bro? Are you going to be hitting me with the edge of the chair? Or are you going to do a full-on baseball? No, first of swing? all, you're saying that like it's crazy, but they literally rehearsed it, I guarantee you. I guarantee <laughs> they had that conversation, then did the move twice. Yeah, hey, bro, this is Kane and Ray, bros. You're like, wait, wait, seriously, you're trying to tell me there's a writer, bro, that goes, hey, bro, we need to swerve, bro? That's what you're trying to tell me? Yes, that's what I'm telling you. There's a writer. Uh, I like to imagine Ray was like, hey, so how are you going to hit me with a chair? And then Glenn taps him on the shoulder and goes, Call it the ring, kid. And then they got out there after having 10 beers. Well, the, that's, that's been one of the up. most interesting things of a something to wrestle with. And these other podcasts we listen to is, of course, we know it's fake. But then you hear like uh, wrestler stories where, oh, I asked him if uh, he knew how to take this bump. You know, it's like when uh, it's it comes down to that. Like, do you know how to take the who was it? Enzo. If you hear Enzo get shot on by um yeah, that, by everybody, the, the VOD villain, he talks about a like a bump that Enzo couldn't take and skinning the cat he couldn't do, but he claimed he could do. So, ladies, I hate to destroy this bubble for you, but Santa Claus isn't real. No, well, hold on. I mean, he is. And Neither then is with uh, with with something to wrestle with, I I wrestling is work we know that but then there are moments like owen hart breaking steve austin's neck where it's like hey you're gonna do a tombstone right like you're gonna go to your niece yeah i'll do the tombstone and, and then in the ring he's like no i'm going to my ass i'm, I'm gonna <laughs> drop you around your fucking head like there's just moments in there where yeah this sounds good while we're talking about it back here eating ramen noodles but we're going to wrestle dude now we're going to do chair shots live From so I think it's just it's easy to to plan out, but executing is that's why some guys are the excellence of execution. It doesn't always work. From the chat, why would Ray say bro? Because I was being Vince Russo, you fucking idiot. No, what? Ray says bro all the time. Okay, he's from San. We're from San Diego. Okay, we say bro. Yeah, well, you're from San Diego. He's from Central America and just lives there now. But ladies, it's been the most wonderful week of my life. This is where I faked that I wasn't crying all day and all week uh, because I got to watch 2008 wrestling and jim ross wasn't as happy as me he sounded really sleepy in the next segment where he tells us about mobile voting and i like it ladies because he tells us about mobile voting a segment happens that isn't a match and they literally redo the mobile voting plug it was so bad like jim ross sounds like wrestlemania 27 tired like it's ms john cena in the main event and he can't wait for it to end the 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 fucking special rap is the most important part of it remember cena i mean the rock Jesus, please, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. That but, was a terrible main event, but it was a lot of just, it was because of the commentary. Like, even watching Gallows, or it was, what was that, the Club versus the Revival on Raw's 25th anniversary, you could tell why they only had one match at the at, at the JR ring, because, oh, well, damn, there's a, there's a big boot right there. Oh, MVP, <laughs> I need about one count. MVP had zero matches on this event, Felides, and he's the highest paid athlete on SmackDown. He's the biggest star there is. He's not going to put up with that shit. So he goes to the SmackDown general manager, but he didn't know Big Show was there. Big Show answers the fucking locker room and muscles him out. So MVP goes to the ring. Fuck it. He's like me on TWFS I kind of did enjoy that where he was like, I'm going to go to the fucking ring then. Right. That's what I did tonight. I was like, Jess, <laughs> if you're just going to let me die in personal life, I'm going to the ring. I'm going to TWFS. <laughs> I'll talk about it with Vleeties if you won't talk to me. So MVP gets in the ring and starts talking about how he's been crying all day to save the day. No, he goes in the ring and says he doesn't have a match and he needs one. He said the this is... Uh, awesome line right here, ladies, because we don't call things the WWE universe at this time, but MVP does. He says the entire WWE universe revolves around me. And this was like eight years before it's time. I was very impressed with the line. Of course he didn't write it, but I feel like him saying it really stuck in the McMahon head at least. Uh, oh, and then Randy Orton interrupted your favorite. Yeah. My favorite Randy Orton came out, but I, I have to be honest. 
this is where this pay-per-view kind of lost me. Like once this part happened, I realized I did stop watching wrestling in 2008. I like Randy Orton, but it just was like, and then maybe it was Ted DiBiase. Now that I'm putting a finger on it, as soon as Ted DiBiase happened, wrestling, wrestling kind of sucked. Like it just, I, I, this whole talking segment, the crowd's chanting boring. So imagine somebody watching this 10 years later, like not really having to watch it, like not trying to stay current. I was just sitting there like, why would MVP come out? And then why would, why would Randy come out? And then why would these three, why is Manu still around? Why does Manu look like Rusev Jr.? Ladies, I I love the idea of someone watching it 10 years later because all these idiots today act like Cody Rhodes is awesome. So I want them to see him get boring chants. Fuck this idiot, this lisp. His lisp is getting worse somehow. I've never seen this. It's like he's actively trying to keep the lisp. It's like rather than that guy from The Walking Dead trying to speak American, he should have went full British because this guy's going full lisp, Cody Rhodes is. And ladies, you're talking about priceless interrupting, and that happens. First, Randy Orton interrupts MVP. And says, if you ever got the ball, you drop it. Because you've been to prison. You got real racist. <laughs> That's not what he said. Then I'll, I don't know what he said. I wasn't listening. You drop <laughs> it. No, it's, uh, no, it was a weird moment, though. It's like, if you're the playmaker, would you drop it? Was, it was a weird, we're trying to be sports, but we're not sports. And then out comes Priceless. Cody Rhodes has the meanest striped button-up uh, Rob Lowe ever wore. Love that reference. <laughs> and CM Punk and Kofi. Uh, wait, that's next, isn't it? Oh, no, they come out. because yeah. That was the only part that I thought was going to try and save this segment. But you have bad guy MVP who's out here talking with with these guys. And then like Randy leaves. It's like, I like the way you guys handled that. It was just such a long segment with so many twists and turns. It was like an episode of like Blue Bloods. It was too much. I loved it, ladies. Ted DiBiase saving the best for last on the mic. Because Cody talks first, gets boring chance. Then Umaga starts talking, the little Umaga. And then uh, Ted DiBiase gets an MVP's face. after Randy Orton leaves. And I like this, ladies, because I thought when CM Punk got punted, at Unforgiven 08, it was by Evolution or whatever. No, that's not what they're called. What are they called, ladies? They, they were called Legacy, but they're not official yet. Right, right. I thought it was official Legacy shit, but it's not. So I always thought, why didn't Punk get his revenge on Orton? Well, he's going to get it on these other idiots. These, this DiBiase and this Rhodes, and then he'll get beat by Orton at WrestleMania 27, right before Jim Ross falls asleep. So, Vladis, I uh, enjoyed that it was still just Legacy on their own. I almost felt like we were going to get MVP to start Legacy instead of Orton. But instead, they bullied him. Ted DiBiase said, I don't give a fuck about your money. My dad was the million dollar man. I've never worried about money. So MVP says he'll never forget this. He goes to leave. Kofi and CM Punk come out and help him. It's the worst. But Vladis, guess what? There's a match coming. But first, we we get a mobile vote. We get a mobile vote, Vladis. Get out your phone. And and (laughs) while Jim Ross is telling us how to mobile vote again, his mic just cuts out in the middle and the song keeps playing. It's pretty impressive. Then Michael Cole comes on to introduce HBK and Jericho backstage. You know why? Because the winner of this next match will be number one contender. What's the next match, Next match, Felides? We go into a number one contenders match with John Bradshaw Layfield and Dave Batista. And Batista, by the way, this is another road warrior. This is a Matt Hardy pop. Like That place was erupting. And it made me kind of – I always forget. But Batista was a huge name. This is like this is like a rock noise that this guy made. Like the rock's coming out. That's how antsy – this fucking crowd was. Do you remember Batista? 
Oh, I hated him. And Bleedies, the reason this is an important number one contender match and the reason we saw HBK and Jericho first, of course, is because that's our title match at the end. The ladder match, HBK and Jericho. We've been watching it all year. It's been this focus of 2008. But as far as Batista goes, I'll never forget him. Do I remember him? He should have been number 30 in every Royal Rumble. He should have (laughs) at least two Royal Rumbles. I'm sick of this shit. I don't have any Batista shirts. And now thinking about Batista is making me get sad remembering Drax and when Jess actually loved me. But this match was great because JBL loses quick and he cuts what I thought was going to be the retirement promo because it's similar. Where he's, It started like, yeah, and I was like, does he retire again? Like, <laughs> yeah, because he's sat in the ring, grabs a mic, he admits his heart wasn't in it tonight, and then he says, with the week on Wall Street, this has been the most traumatic week of my life. <laughs> but he also says he's the most happy and blessed man, Vleeties, because his good friends, Barney Frank and Nancy Pelosi, they understand that taking care of rich people like him is the country's top priority. And I personally <laughs> loved this, but then I remembered, like, wrestling fans don't know those names. Of course, you've heard them probably, so you know it's the Congress, and he says Congress. But when you mix politics with wrestling, I felt like I wanted it so much. And then I saw this, and I felt like I didn't want it at all. <laughs> Well, and this was, was this the stock market crash or the whatever? Yeah, so it's a bailout. He's getting bailed out, ladies, by Congress. Thank God for Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, and and it just, it it was funny. And and then I loved his little, like, he just did a quick dig. Like, of course, we assume every house is worth $10,000. Like, he just had little things in there that made it so great. And it was, I wonder if the match, we got to ask Bruce about this. Of course, I don't think he was, this might have been his last pay-per-view, but, uh, was that was it planned to be a longer match? And then they were like, hey, let's just do a quick match. And then John will cut this promo. Like, I really want to know if they had planned on doing. And then with the whole, with the JTG stuff, like whatever with that. But it was still I enjoyed that. I, promo I, well, I can't match. believe it was supposed to be longer. They got all their shit in. I think they just needed their number one contender. And they're like, it's not JBL. You got your Cena win next next last month or two months ago on our timeline. What did JBL do at Unforgiven, Vladi, since we skipped it, since we watched it before all these? He was in the championship scramble. He was in the WWE oh, champion, or yeah. yeah, the raw, whatever the raw belt is. He was in there because I think he was feuding with CM Punk still. Yeah, that does fully confirm this was not supposed to be longer then. Yeah, they just pull a guy out the scramble, grab any heel. We need Batista to be number one contender. And you brought up JTG because crime time steals JBL's limo after the match. And they want to go make it do what it do on the town with it, basically, is the way <laughs> they put it. And then, ladies, we got Big Show versus Undertaker because Big Show needs to get revenge for Vicky. Undertaker abused our GM that is in our wheelchair, just like Edge did. And after Big Show's done with Undertaker, he's going to beat up Edge. But uh, in Vladis, Jim Ross said, Undertaker may have seemingly unworldly powers, but we know Big Show's right hand is unworldly as well. Well, and this, there's something about when they show the graphic, like two of the biggest behemoths in WWE. I don't know why. I've seen the No Way Out 2003 match that these guys have had so many times. I've seen – didn't they work in like 09 or no, 09, 99 together? They just wrestled – like it's just an obvious booking. Like yeah. we got the big show and we got the Undertaker. Well, damn it. Put them together. Remember when they were a team, ladies, in your time? That's yeah, when they were big, a team. That yeah. was awesome. Big show had the undies that went up a little too high. Undertaker was so in shape he wore that tight top he never wore before or after. You're bringing up the – they're the real brothers of destruction for me. Well, that's what, so it just was, I don't know, it just felt like a, wow, these guys are still fighting each other almost. And I wasn't super excited to see this match. 
I couldn't get enough of it. I needed Kali out there. That was my one complaint. But <laughs> I, uh, this was, and it wasn't enough Punjabi wood up there. I wanted to see some wood put together to make a cage. But I'm, let me tell you, the unworldly powers were really out of this world. I don't know who the fuck won. I wasn't paying attention. I'm lying, ladies. Let me guess Undertaker beat Big Show. Nah, it was like a weird stoppage, wasn't it? Like, didn't he punch him a bunch? And Charles Robinson was like, that's enough, damn it. And then he rang the bell. Oh, so we won. Big Show took it. Naya style. It was a Naya they were trend, Yeah, they were selling that big right hand, and they were making Undertaker walk like a drunk dude. Like, it was it was okay, but yeah, it was... It was okay? <laughs> Felitti, 2013 Sheamus first Big Show isn't nearly as important if we don't get this hand over. This was more than okay. This was essential wrestling. Well, and you you're a big fan of the punch match. You you've invented that term for a match. This was the I like the definition of a punch match. Like it was just a lot of punches cuz Big Show was a boxer now. So punch 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 and what ends the match? Well, a punch. Ladies, 72% people voted for Hardy to beat Triple H tonight as 28% picked Triple H. So, of course, we know what's going to happen. You know, that Swanton finish we all loved the first time we saw it in the Attitude Era where he hits a Swanton on you and then he does a lazy pin and Triple H made it even worse somehow. But the guy who got Swantoned and it's getting pinned rolls. Get that camera on me when I say rolls. Rolls and hooks the into a pin. I loved this the first time I saw it, and it might have even been this match when I first saw it, but I feel like it happened before then. I really loved this finish, but God, it's one of those things you really only get to see two more times to hate. It's like if they do, if they only did it this one time, I'd probably still love it, but you got to wait. It's like having twin referees again, like 10 years later. We got to hold off on this swanton roll-up because it's already been done too well to keep doing it, Felidis. Well, and this, I like this match. Um... I, I had I guess I forgot it, but when you know the build, I just remember Triple H during this era was SmackDown Good Guy Champion, not going to lose ever, and it was weird that he's fighting Babyface Jeff Hardy. So when I saw that this was the match, I kind of I had to do like a double take, like does Jeff Hardy win the fucking belt? And uh, it was it was fun to watch, but yeah, once the crucifix pin happened, I thought that was a good idea. Thought it was a good finish. And Mark. Uh, you mark. That? you mark. You would love that. I marked finish. out. I love it. I loved it 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I, I don't love it anymore, ladies. I've had enough of it. And it's because Triple H did it. Well, he gets swantoned and he's about to do the crucifix. He has, he's prepared before the one even happens. He's like almost got his arm up, his head's off the mat. Why are you telling us the finish before it happens? It's very frustrating. And then, Vladis, if it couldn't get worse, Kozlov confronts Triple H backstage to confirm that we're never watching another 2008 pay-per-view. Because if <laughs> I get to see these two idiots fight, and then what, are they in the chamber in 09? I, I have watched their match, or I think it's a triple threat match next month, but it is, uh, they, they do make some like announcement, like Kozlov's first pay-per-view match is a title match. Like It's, it's the worst build. It's terrible. Kozlov is great when he's Santino's tag partner. I can't watch this, Vladis. We have to skip to 98 after this one. And Vladis, our final match. Thank you, Mike Adamley. He does it again. Adamley original, yep, baby. HBK versus Chris Jericho in a ladder match. You didn't watch it. I napped during it. Today, Vladis, I was crying so fucking hard all day. It got to the point I couldn't even hide it from Max. How embarrassing is that? You're crying in front of your fucking son. You're pre and then there's even a Saves the Day song, uh, video about not being depressed, angry dad. Everything that goes on in my life, Chris Conley's already done it. God, thank God. 
body exists. And uh, yeah, so this match happened and I was luckily able to fall asleep during it. But I'm pretty sure Shawn Michaels won. I'm pretty sure I've seen the highlight video. And you (laughs) called this one of your favorite matches of all time once, at least of the PG era, actually. It was on our PG era's best matches video. Yeah, this is definitely one of the best of the PG era. Anything after like 07, this is going to stick out in my mind as one of the best. I'm going to rewatch it again probably tonight or tomorrow, but I I really enjoyed the match the the first time I watched it. It made me upset that I stopped watching wrestling at this time. However, when you get to see Kozlov, you go, oh, yeah, that's why I stopped. So it's it's, it's a good match. I I like what they do. Jericho loses a tooth. So, yeah, it's definitely worth watching and – uh, I kind of was surprised that they, that Jericho went over because it just seemed like this feud was going to go on forever. I could have got another three more matches out of this, but um, they called it. They called it quits. They were like, "We got big plans for Sean. It's got to work JBL next month, baby." I feel like the, we always talk about like with 2008 and reliving it, how much better it all is now. I feel like this is one thing that would have been way better at the time, just because you wouldn't know who's going to win. Or maybe you would think Shawn Michaels is going to win like you did. But it's always been kind of a grudge I've held with both guys and with wrestling that while I wasn't watching in 08, Shawn Michaels lost a ladder match to Jericho. I never saw it. I wasn't paying attention to the storyline, but I just knew the finish of Shawn Michaels losing a ladder match to Jericho happened. And I've always been a little angry about it. But imagine if at the time I was rooting for him, didn't know what would happen. And even now, believe with Jericho as my solid number two of all time i'm a little less mad about it so maybe it is better with 10 years past wrestling is always better in that hindsight when you're looking back and going you know wow you know they the, the, even earlier this year i've said wow they were doing good stuff with that divas division that melina and beth phoenix had a pretty damn good match and they gave it time so we complained about the women only get two minutes these girls got like 10 and it was great and you know it's it is fun but at that time it was like we get rid of this diva shit what are we doing so yeah it is fun to go back i have a new appreciation for some of the stuff they were trying to do and uh yeah i think ted dibiase he already changed his song that's where wrestling died for me well it is if what made me drive so madly in the last week or months was jess quote unquote waiting for me should i wait for her should i stop messaging her little revenge Um no, I think you gotta get in the, I think once you start talking, should we do a little revenge? That's when it's a bad thing. Oh, okay. I think, yeah, keep the, keep those. Once those communication gates are open, you just gotta keep keep it open. Honey. I didn't close them, and I feel like they're still closed. I've been trying to open them, but if now I gotta suffer and feel the worst pain of my life, maybe I should help keep them closed. Maybe I should hold them closed while she tries to open them for a couple of days. That might be that might be too much. Are, you listen to Saves the Day. Or are you also listening to Five Finger Death Punch? Ladies, just... I'm going to be there in, in a few days anyway. I can be. I can just try to recover, let her give her a taste of her own medicine, and then we'll have a wonderful time once I get off the flight and give her her Christmas present. I can't tell you what I got her. I got her the best gift. Did you get her uh, something from WWE shop? Because no. Bailey's making a comeback. Ladies, I heard. She won like three matches in one night. This new WWE sounds a lot like the old NXT. But, ladies, you're the best damn co-host I ever had. Today we recap 2008 No Mercy. We talked about my endless crying, the worst misery I've ever felt, and how alone I am every second. Next week we'll cover the same thing. Or actually, no, ladies, I don't know. I think next week you're off, right? You're going to go on a vacation? I'll be back on for Thursday. Okay. So if we want to do it on Thursday, we can. All right. As soon as I land in Australia, I'm going to find a location. I think I might even be landing 
Hopefully not on Thursday. We might have to do it. Then. Oh, we'll figure it out, Bleedies. I'll find a location. We'll set a time. Uh, while I'm off, we'll still be doing TWFS Weekly in a podcast form. I'll be editing videos still for the main this YouTube channel. But the Patreon will wait. The HD video like this will have to be put off for a little while. Bleedies, I loved reliving No Mercy Await with you. Is this the worst one of the year? So far, yeah. To me, this was the worst. There was too much like promo. Like there was too much non wrestling things. And I know that we, you know, we just we come off SummerSlam where I said the best part was the segment with Sean and Jericho. You can't really compare Sean and Jericho to Manu, Ted DiBiase, Cody Rhodes, and then JTG and Sergeant Slaughter. There was just too much like, okay, we have matches, but we also have this. And look over here, look over here, look over here. So yeah, this pay-per-view lost me. I like I understand why I I lost interest because even 10 years later, it's like, ah, oh, man, I can't even finish this fucking thing. I don't understand how Cody Rhodes can not wear knee pads, but wear that shirt. Like, how do you make those two ah. decisions in the same life? Those shoes with those jeans. What are you doing? I wish I was dead, ladies. Next time I feel that way, I'm going to send you a crying emoji. I'm going to make that relationship policy with Jess, too. Every time one of us cries, we're going to send the bald, white Facebook man crying. You know that man, <laughs> ladies? That's my, that's my face. Whenever I want to send a heart, it's always the big, white, bald Facebook man holding it. You know who that is? Is that Zuckerberg? It's a sticker! Ble- <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Jesus, you're worse than her. Ladies, I'm Kevin Scampoli. I'm the son. I'm the, I'm the guy you fucked, and I'm the guy you zucked. And we are joined every single Thursday by one another. I love hosting the whole fucking show with uh, the staple of it. Without me, it could still be TWFS. Without Vladis, it ain't. Vladis, uh, KevinScampoli.com is the site. The Patreon's coming next month. Subscribe on iTunes. The link's in the description. And until the day we die. <laughs> Is that <laughs> we are we are we are we're the best talkers alive did you want to get a uh, man himself in there did you have something to finish with lady sorry I have nothing to finish with i think we did great it's time to go pack it's time to to ride off into the sunset and yeah we got plenty to do so until the day that we die very soon for me we are we are we are the whole effing show Wait, Vleeties, what's the official song of No Mercy 2008? Oh, it's All Nightmare Long by Metallica, the greatest album of all time. That's literally my favorite. Like, I've been in a huge Metallica kick for the past, like, three months. And uh, All Nightmare Long has been one of my favorite songs. Death Magnetic is my favorite Metallica album. Well, we all right. It's not the moon, not the star, but the sun. Well, we all right. Sticking little smokies in your butt. Why on earth is Max's hair blue? I actually died of blue. Yeah, blue. Jackass Kevin's gonna fuck you. Gonna put hot sauce in his face. Oh, please, it's in my fucking head! How the fuck's he gonna top that? It's in my head! You better grab some mace. Oh, my God, I'm so jealous. How in the world are you going to see? <laughs> Let alone send out a tweet. Oh, no. Oh, no. Who in the hell do you think you I are? Some kind of star. This is what he does. Well, right you are. Well, we all shine. Merry Christmas, ladies.
the star, but the sun. We all shine Stamp poly, 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 Merry Christmas to you, buddy. Poly, poly. I love you. Goodbye. Love you too. You have a good night. Yeah. Look at Booker T. Wow, home. Yeah. aren't built tough anymore they aren't built to grind they're built weak soft they're used to second place trophies i'll tell you a story booker i i fought in a tournament and i took fourth place on the way home from that tournament i had a trophy in my hand and my dad said hey let me see that trophy and he threw it out the window while we were on the highway home 
I don't accept fourth place, third place, second place. I was built to be tough. I was built to last. And I was built to get things done by any means necessary. Cruz also grew up watching John Cena, as you can tell from how thickly muscled he is. 